Hello, and welcome to Think Critical. I'm your host for today, Adam Schwartley. Today, we're going to be talking about Bhutan and their environmental policies. Just for those of you who do not know what Bhutan is, it is a Himalayan nation, uh, relatively small, and it has been isolated for centuries, and just recently they've started to modernize. And more to our purpose, Bhutan is a nation that has environmental protection as a core tenet. So Buddhism, the natural religion, talks about the sort of the interconnectedness of everything, and the environment is also just a big part of their culture. Things are changing, however. Bhutan has been, as I said, isolated for centuries, but now it's starting to modernize and industrialize. I believe they just built four cement uh, factories uh, in their capital and beginning to urbanize, move out of the more traditional small villages and into into bigger cities, and I believe sometime in the mid-20th century adopted a parliamentary system. More to our point though, Bhutan, it's starting to feel the effects of having a modern economy, including the environmental damage that an industrialized nation inevitably suffers. And the government, of course, representing the desires of the people, being a democracy, has decided that it does not want to see the destruction of the environment. So the government um, in recent years, since 2008 around, has started to uh, enact policies that stimulate the environment. For example, is, um, supporting green uh, industries like ecotourism, which if you are not aware is tourists coming into a country to see the nature of it. And so essentially what it does is it protects the environment by incentivizing the protection of it. So obviously you won't have the high paying ecotourism if you destroy the environment. So Bhutan has um, enacted policies to support that industry as well as hydroelectric power. And Bhutan is realizing both the environmental and the economic effect of its forests, and is therefore moving to a uh, sustainable use policy for their forests. So essentially what this is, is if you chop down a tree, you got to plant a tree. That's the way that I understand it, and Bhutan's set of policies is um, unique in the sense that it's a lot more decentralized than others. So the government's not breathing down your neck to tell you to plant more trees, it's more community-based. Um, in the releases that the government puts out, they refer to them as community forests. And it's worth it to note that these policies are doing an amazing job. Bhutan is one of, if not the only carbon neutral country, or carbon negative country in the entire world. 51% of their land is also, this is another policy, but 51% of their land is in so-called protected zones. So essentially national parks, you know, for logging companies aren't allowed to come in and destroy all the forests. So TLDR, Bhutan is an environmentalist's dream country. And one of the reasons, uh, of course, besides just the cultural and democratic forces, another reason why Bhutan is protecting its environment so well, it's actually because of their government's driving goal, which unlike um, most countries whose goal is GDP and having the largest economy, Bhutan actually prioritizes a number called G&H, Gross National Happiness. And whereas a focus on GDP would compel them to exploit natural resources and chop down all the forests, sell the wood, skyrocket the GDP, 
a focus on gross national happiness would um, support policies or would incentivize policies that focus on sustainability and making people happier, not richer, which in a lot of the cases um, means protecting the environment while growing the economy sustainably. So this set of incentives has worked beautifully for Bhutan. So what can we learn from Bhutan? What, what can we? What are the messages that we could take from the Bhutanese state? And I believe that one of them is certainly having G gross national happiness as an incentive is certainly a good idea. So whereas GDP, again, just incentivizes dollars in the economy, GNH actually incentivizes the government to make people's lives better, not necessarily just making people richer. I understand that in a lot of this, in a lot of circumstances, they're intertwined, but they're not inexorably linked. People can be happier without being richer. And I believe that a bigger focus on gross national happiness and not gross national product would make um, American citizens a lot happier. Bhutanese citizens are actually ranked as some of the happiest uh, in the world. I believe no small feat for a country that has not industrialized yet, or that is in the process of industrializing. And that's my take on Bhutan environmental policies, gross national happiness, and what the U.S. can learn from it. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast. If you have any troubles with the podcast, if I made any mistakes, don't hesitate to contact us, tweet at us. I believe it's at ThinkCriticalPC. I've been Adam Schwalbe, your host, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.